0: cool welcome to ship at that dvd the podcast where every week we are watching one movie from our mom's giant collection i am jaylene i'm violet and what series are we watching this week rush hour rush hour it is and had you seen rush hour before i have never seen rush hour before
1: you hadn't seen rush hour before but had you seen jackie any Jackie Chan films, do you think?
0: No. This is definitely my first Jackie Chan film. Really? Yeah. All
1: right. Well I had seen Rush Hour. I think I've actually seen all of them. You think you've seen one to three? Yeah. I, I do believe so because I I know a hundred percent I've seen three. Like I recall three the most. Um but when I watched three I, I like knew the characters beforehand. So I'm pretty sure I'd seen all of them.
0: So going into this I knew that this was a big hit of a film. I remember like early millennial 2002 when the second one came out or 2003. There was a lot of anticipation for that film to come out following the success of
1: Rush Hour 1. Yes.
0: But again, we were too young.
1: Yes. I didn't see this one until I was much older.
0: Yeah. And... I don't think mom's ever seen it.
1: I uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if she had seen it. Which begs me to question, why did she buy it?
0: Well, I think she bought it because it was a three-film collection. So Oh, is the, that what it is? This DVD okay. has all three of them on it. And I'm wondering if she again found this one in a Walmart bin.
1: Yeah, probably. And I was like, oh, Rush Hour. Like that was a big name. It did well. Jackie Chan. That... That makes sense. Yeah. Because I obviously didn't watch it on the DVD. I watched it on Netflix.
0: Well, this wasn't closed. This wasn't a sealed DVD. So you must have watched it on the DVD prior.
1: Yes, I think I did. Okay. That, sound, that sounds about right. But I mean, like, yeah, this time that I watched it was on Netflix. So yeah, I didn't know it was on the or yeah. Remember it was on the triple? No. And I think the other thing that was really
0: critical at this point was this was Jackie Chan's I would say official crossover into Hollywood. Okay. He had done
1: other English like films, but nothing of this like. Yeah. Height on like the choreographed stunts that he was involved in or like, that's what he was known for. Yes. Obviously. But something that was like action yet comedy.
0: No, that that was his his, go-to just in the Hong Kong world. I mean, in the sense of, doing a 100% English film. Okay. And it being produced by a Hollywood studio. studio. Okay. Yeah. So it was New Line Cinema. Uh, Brett Ratner is the director for one, two, and three. This was his second biggest film that he's ever directed. He was 28 when he directed Rush Hour. Oh, okay. So quite young. Yeah. I think what I remember most about this was I do remember Debbie going and seeing this one. I don't know why, but I remember TV commercials because like her and Rob would go see films a yeah. lot. And I do remember this one being a big deal in Hollywoodland and all the advertisements and it just being pushed as a big film. And it was it's a big cinematic experience for Jackie Chan. Like, that was the big selling point. You all of a sudden have a very, very, very famous Hong Kong actor who primarily only does Hong Kong films, and he's so well-known for his stunts and his choreography to be pulled into Hollywood. They're incredible, his stunts. The choreography of it, I think what I... Was very impressed with was, the thought process of
1: all the stunts landing, landing, but also the use of space and and articulation. Yeah, like using the room, like how it flowed was is just incredible. And each fight scene is different. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's like okay, like another fight scene. It was like okay, what are they going to do this time? What's different this time? I really enjoyed that,
0: and it was very choreographed in. The same way that you would see a dance is what I would say. Because there were specific movements that were happening. And I agree with you, no fight scene was the same, but similar movements were happening. Yeah. But they just were articulated very, very well. Mm -hmm. This film did very well in the box office. Its budget was 33 million and worldwide it made 244 million. Wow, So can't say it flopped by any means. Mm-hmm. It was released in September. It wasn't a um box office uh, smash in the summer, which I don't think ultimately mattered no. for this no, it
1: it landed like it it showed,
0: yeah. and it clearly well was on the tops do. of the box office weekends for a long time in order to garner that much money. But then that is also worldwide, so you've got the best of both worlds of having the American um, film studios and film theaters showing that, which has a lot of people. But then you have Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. who are fans of Jackie Chan and who are excited to see this film and his big debut into Hollywood. I do have a lot of facts for this film. Uh, I did go kind of down a rabbit hole with certain things and trying to find... Why this film was made, how it was so so successful. And I think for a lot of people, people think back to this era and Rush Hour is actually a part of that period of time where a film was super successful.
1: I'm trying to think like it gives me um, Charlie's Angels vibes. And what year did? 2000. Okay. So around this time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then Charlie's Angels is not a new thing. Charlie's Angels is from the seventies. Yes,
1: but I mean, like, just like the the film style. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Is what it reminds me of. Okay. Or like in that time frame, as well. S- similar period.
0: Okay. So I have a really fun fact for this, which if you look on any of the sites, you'll see what it is. But one fact that I actually thought was really interesting was. Someone in Hong Kong who is a very, very big fan of Jackie Chan was really excited about the fact that he was coming into Hollywood and he wanted fans of America to find out what other films he's been in. And so the guy in Hong Kong spent two weeks before the release of Rush Hour creating a website, which now
1: is Rotten Tomatoes. I just read that very briefly. I just looked up and read Rotten Tomatoes and didn't look at it.
0: I think that is incredible. Wow. A, a film that basically has created uh, an industry.
1: Yeah. And a, and a site that is used frequently mm-hmm. for people who are curious about whether they or not they're going to like the movie and reading reviews and seeing how other people saw the movie. Yeah. Wow.
0: So when you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, 60% of uh, critics recommend the film, whereas 78% of the audience preferred the film. I do like using Rotten Tomatoes, but sometimes I don't because it's too film critic for me, and I have issues with film critics because... They bring their biasness to films a lot. And I think we all do at some point. But I think IMDb has a better baseline because it's fans and people who either like or dislike the film are putting their score in. And it's kind of like this better baseline. Whereas Rotten Tomatoes, you are up against two different aggregates of scores.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But there's always films that you really like. That don't do well review wise. So oh, yeah. sometimes you just.
0: But that's, I think that's what I don't necessarily like about film critics
1: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes. There, I just find that film critics shouldn't be biased, but there are film critics who are very, very biased. Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan did not like this film. Really? Yeah. So it's not that he didn't like the film. He doesn't like his English, and he doesn't understand Chris.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Well,
1: that's unfortunate. I mean, I understand that. Chris talks so fast. Incredibly fast. <laughs> Incredibly fast. Even, like, yeah. It's hard to keep up with some, some of the things you was saying. Thank goodness for subtitles. But, yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And their first meeting
0: went the exact same way as the scene coming off the airplane oh boy <laughs> not like can you hear me yeah. do you speak english yeah. but just chris talk 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 and jackie leans into brett and he's like i don't understand him yeah and then he would like say something and very be articulate slow down and whatnot. And of course, like things might not mesh up the same way. And Chris like leans into Brett and is like, I don't understand him. And Brett was like, this is going to be gold. Like they already have the real life comedy and now trying to fake it doesn't have to happen in the film. Huh. Which it works. Yes. There's like so many instances where they're miscommunicating yeah. so poorly with each other that it creates the co- comedic problems. Mm-hmm. And going against last week's film, where or Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where communication was key and it would have solved a problem.
1: Wasn't last week's film. I said, I corrected myself. Okay.
0: Um, But if they had only communicated, it would have solved the problem, whereas they're actually communicating with each other, but they're just having uh, dialect issues. Yeah. Which is completely fair. Again, Chris, you talk so fast. I mean, we both can also talk quite quick sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not necessarily Chris's. But Chris has like a specific slang yo talk.
1: Yeah, the way that it flows. It's very
0: region yeah. specific. Think, yeah. Rather than it being probably proper English, which Jackie Chan would have been learning. Uh, so for the DVD, it was widescreen. But we've got to talk about the fact that we both watched oh. it on Netflix.
1: Yeah, we had a discussion about this because I was really confused. And I watched it with someone and then I wanted to confirm with Jaelene if it made sense because the when the characters are talking I don't know if it's Mandarin or Cantonese. It's Cantonese. Okay. So when they're they're speaking in Cantonese and on Netflix it's not subtitled, like it's not translated what they're saying. So at one point Jackie Chan is having a full on conversation with this little girl and you're trying to understand what's going on. He gives her a necklace and then and then that's it. And then you're like, OK, maybe we weren't supposed to know what's going on. And we're just supposed to like tell by body language. Really confusing. Oh, no, maybe Netflix messed up and it's not on Netflix, but it is on the original copy. So I asked Jaylene if she watched the original copy. She said she had and it was subtitled. Well, yes. and no. And then you figured out the real issue.
0: Yeah. So I also had watched on Netflix for convenience, but because I wanted to go diving deeper into the bonus features, I threw on the DVD and I wanted to listen to Brett Ratner's commentary. And so it opens up with a scene, they're speaking Cantonese and all of a sudden there's subtitles. And I'm like, wait a minute. And so I pull up my phone and I pull up Netflix and I'm like looking and I'm doing side by side frames. I'm like, why aren't you translating this for me? So then I turn off the subtitles and Netflix and bam, they're there. And I didn't think it was a big deal when it's that first scene of them fighting because you get the vibe that like something's wrong.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, it wasn't that scene. It was mainly when she was, he was talking yeah. to the girl. That I, I was like, at first I was like, oh, they're just like fighting foreign country. I understand like maybe that's what it's supposed to set up as. And then it wasn't, oh, I think something's wrong until he had this like, two-minute conversation maybe with with suya yeah
0: yeah where you're just like okay And
1: i was like what is their relationship like what is their dynamic what is he saying to her oh he's giving her a necklace okay that sounds good like but i guess he's probably saying goodbye to her well then this is what it got (laughs) confusing because flash forward now we're no longer in hong kong we're in la and um they're now living in la and it feels like there's been no time in between. I didn't know they were going to L.A., but obviously that was said in that conversation. Um, Lee, Jackie Chan's character, was probably saying bye to her. And then you had also said when it goes to the L.A. scene, yeah, it says... Two months later. Which doesn't show if you're watching with subtitles on...
0: Netflix. Netflix. So you just assume that it's a few days later or it's or it's happening in mean, real time. time.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. And it was so confusing. And I was
0: like, Netflix, you're letting down the subtitle, people. How? How? Yeah,
1: because I watch everything with English subtitles on.
0: I, like I just don't understand them because I feel bad for the uh, impaired. Well, that too. Hearing impaired because they then are missing out on something correct and you would think it would be easy for them to just
1: carry on yeah the so they sub- so they like they actually physically remove the subtitles yeah. that are already there to just say speaking in cantonese or whatever it said yeah they did cuz it says that it says that they're speaking in a different language yeah and then nothing shows
0: so yeah that was a big discovery that happened after and watching and then i'm thinking i wasn't able to get through the whole commentary due to time because again like i have to watch the second and third film this week and i got to the point i'm like okay what else have i missed
1: hmm. the second one anytime they're not speaking english it is subtitled yeah Oh. It, okay. except for um carter when he's speaking his broken oh, yeah yeah probably All right.
0: I've got a few more film facts to go through. Uh, The first one is Chris Tucker improvised much of his dialogue. I did read that. Okay. And it actually made it tough for Jackie. And the reason why is Jackie was really nervous when heavy dialogue for him would come up. Yeah, English, yeah. And... The main reason was because Chris never stuck to the script. And so Jackie had to memorize what Chris was saying because he would have to figure out when to say his line. Yes. And when Chris would always improvise, he would be kind of left there sitting there. Am I supposed to say my line or is it waiting? And then Chris is like, would kind of turn to me like, what did you say? And Jackie would be like, oh, right, me. And so... They had to like work together in order to workshop what the dialogue truly was going to be like yes. and then stick to that Bad. plan. And the reason also is because of the shots being lined up. So if they were doing a uh, over the shoulder shot, they Versus would have to match that the dialogue. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought Chris did a phenomenal job.
1: Improvising. Of being the most annoying character ever. Sorry. That's my take.
0: (laughs) He did. But but doing that pretty well improvised, like he would show up to uh, the shoot that day, be told what the gist of what had to be done, how it was supposed to start and how it would end. And he would put it all together. That's actually very impressive. I mean, like not everyone has that talent. So it's not expected of you. For the stunts, because they were using Jackie Chan, And he's worth a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They had incredible safety measures for this film. Mm -hmm. So many safety measures that Jackie Chan was not used to it. And he was like not told that he couldn't do things, but.
1: Limited in a a way that he was not prepared for or.
0: Everything had to be planned out and. If there was a stunt that wanted to be done, it's not as though a no was being said. It was, what is the safety measures in order to make this safe? Yeah, that's the safest way that we can do this. Yeah. Whereas, and then you made the comment, I get like nothing like that. And in Hong Kong or the film department over there, not saying that it's nothing, but what generally happens is when they're building a film, they will spend three months workshopping to perfect this scene in order to get into the film. Hollywood obviously doesn't work like that. You've got two days to shoot this. And what is the safest way, safest way that we can do this and put it in the film? Finally, my, there are some deleted scenes that added nothing. Oh, okay. Except, which isn't really highly important, but I did think it was kind of funny Uh, At the end, when they're entering the final area, the Art Gallery Museum, it's never disclosed how did they get into this exclusive event. They did show that, and it was quite funny because uh, they show up to the event, and they're like, are you on the list? And Chris Tucker is like, do you know who this is? And just kind of like bullshits, and then just walks. And then Lee is just like standing there of like, kind of, like, striking of, like, I guess I better follow, and he just, like, suave, like, <laughs> his just, like, cute suaveness that he sometimes did of, like, oh, things are working because he's used his words, yeah. whereas he's always
1: using his actions. That's a good point. I will say there was one part of the movie that I was slightly confused by, I was like, oh, there must be a deleted scene around this, but it was so minor that it really, you just could fill in the blank, but... Yeah. What is I, it? I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> I literally can't remember. But I do remember thinking, oh, there's probably a d- deleted scene that explained that.
0: There were only four deleted scenes. That was one. There was one with Sue Young arguing with her father. There was one with them getting ready to go to the, like, dressed up.
1: And honestly, I think it it's was okay. just them moving to LA. I was like, oh, maybe they deleted the singer around that, but it was probably just the subtitle being missing. The subtitle being missing. The title being missing.
0: Yeah. Finally, the last thing that was on the DVD that has some non-relevance to it, it just, it feels as though Brett Ratner was complimenting himself by being able to put something on the DVD, was his college film, Whatever Happened to Mason Reese? And I watched it, and oh my God, it is horrible. Like there's a short film? His college short film from NYU. Is on the DVD? Yes, as a bonus feature.
1: What is it about?
0: Good question. You can, you were. I don't know. It's about this like famous child actor and he's in the limo with like these hot women and he's showing up to this like fancy sushi restaurant and there's a fan of him that works the dish pit and he's begging his manager to, um, serve him and the manager finally agrees and so he gets to serve him at the sushi bar and he says that he's a big fan and the child actor makes fun of him so he takes the samurai sword and kills him okay (laughs) and it just ends there and credits credits were just half as long as the film it felt like oh my goodness it was so college film like it was ridiculous oh my goodness yeah it wasn't even, like, cool art. It was, here's a shot of the limo that I've rented for this many hours because I need to make it worth the money that I've spent renting this limo. Fair. Wow. And then, like, seedy garbage on the street. I was just, like, arty, but not arty. And then I was, like, looking into the people that he had, like, casted in the film to see if they were anywhere. One of the women... She is in a film that we will eventually watch, Ooh. but nothing else I really recognize, but she does have a long list of accolades that she has been a part of. No one else I could figure out. I think they were just like one off. He found them in his college
1: dorm. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Is what hey, happened. I need yeah, people. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there was a lot to for this film to offer for the bonus features. There is also a breakdown of, I think, 15 minutes of them workshopping a scene for a fight. And you see Jackie Chan and exactly the way that you say it is he is picking up props from all over the place and really working on stuff. And then they go through it all and they get it vetted by Brett. Brett says it's great. And then they move on. Okay. It's long. It's not really exciting because, like, they're repeating, repeating, changing, changing. Yeah. But you're seeing the
1: process of it. Yes. How it gets narrowed down to what is going to be shown in the scenes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Is it worth having the DVD for all of that? I mean, that's cool. It's definitely added to the experience of watching the film, knowing a lot more of behind the scenes.
1: It also lets you discover that... Netflix misled you. <laughs> yeah. And, Netflix has led us down. Um, and I'm curious to know if future films, if any of them will have that. I am too. Because it wasn't in the second one. It was not in the second rush hour. I'm mm-hmm. going say that with confidence. Before
0: we jump in, I do also want to bring up that Brett really wanted to make a film with Jackie Chan. Okay. That was his goal. He had always wanted to do a karate style. That was not. It's not karate though. Is it? Anyways, um, like an an action, an action film with Jackie Chan essentially. And there was five scripts. This is the one that he saw that he really liked, and he had one day in order to sell the film to Jackie. Jackie. Wow. And that's a lot of pressure. He already had Chris Tucker on board. Okay. And this is because he had um, previously worked with him on Money Talks, which neither of us have seen. And it's not a part of the collection, so it's not something that we're going to see. Okay. And he flew down to South Africa where Jackie Chan was currently filming. So on that one day, he had to sell that... Jackie Chan was the perfect fit for this role. Jackie Chan had previously said no to a lot of people in Hollywood. And the reason for it is because they kept selling it as though he needs to come to Hollywood. He'll make money in Hollywood. Okay. Brett's
1: approach was not that. We need to introduce our culture to your style of film. No, he said,
0: I think Hollywood really needs a great take on a different form of action film and pair it with like his physical comedy needs to be paired with Chris Tucker's actual comedy. And because he knew who Chris Tucker was, he felt as though they pair would work well. And that's the only reason why he said yes.
1: Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, good work because it, the film did extremely well. Yeah.
0: Cool. Other than that, I have no other facts unless I can think of things like when we go through the film. But that really is all about Rush Hour 1 before jumping into the film. Unless you have anything.
1: No, Um. I don't. I briefly read through the uh, facts online and then you had seen the bonus or some of the bonus stuff. So. Nope, I do not. Cool. So
0: we'll jump into the film, kind of go through some details of it that I think are important and happens. So we show up at the shipping docks in Hong Kong and they're headed for the USA.
1: Yes. And you see Jackie's character, Lee, is a slippery fish, (laughs) is the best way I can describe it. He is... Moving about the ship, going through all these different entries and exits being unseen or unheard and unnoticed. Which is kind of cool because you're setting it up for what is gonna happen. Um
0: I I I have a note that says he corners the bad guys and I have the note. Why no English subtitles for this? Yeah, okay. That that's, the fact that yeah. I wrote a note about this. Yeah. But then I let it go because I was like, okay it doesn't matter. I don't need I don't need to know what they're talking about this for this point. Yeah. And so then he continues chasing the bad guys. Tons of fancy moves are happening. A great opening. Yeah. for this film. I agree. Beautifully well done for setting up what is about to happen yeah. for the rest of the film. Yeah. And the container scene,
1: he nearly really hurt himself. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. So hopefully that wasn't shot early on if you had. No, it wasn't the one of the first scenes is when Carter
0: shows up to meet the FBI. So that's actually the very first scene that was shot for this film. Uh, But I thought that container move was really fancy. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen anything like just the intensity of like
1: recognizing that these stunts are real. It's incredible knowing that these stunts are real. And you don't see film like this often. No,
0: and I was just going to say, like, not to say that stunts aren't real, but stunts that are performed by the actor and not by a professional stunts
1: person. And they're like, but they're also like stunts void of CGI Mm -hmm. or like big like explosions yeah like you don't really get that much explosions in this one and two
0: explosions but not stunt related
1: related. yeah 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 like it it's drawing you into the action in a much different way than most action films do nowadays yeah uh they get away
0: the bad guys get away yeah but he Recovers the... The artifacts. Yeah. So that's the big deal. Then they are in a Hong Kong penthouse having a farewell dinner for Han. And Jackie tells that... It's not Jackie. This is Lee. where it's, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Lee. Lee tells them that the artifacts are, artifacts are safe. Recovered, yeah. And the most notable character is the English gentleman. Yes. Oh, speaking of which... This was a subtitle that was missed. Oh. Now it's just triggering me to think about this. He was a British gentleman. It was the last day of British ruling in Hong Kong.
1: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Well,
0: no, that's the the thing. 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 Like, that subtitle was completely taken out of. And so it was, I think, a farewell dinner of recognizing that all the artifacts are safe they are replaced where they need to be and now british is now leaving that was the general importance of it which then makes sense why he comes back
1: later on yes because i already knew he was coming back somewhere i have the note written down i was like it's it's the white Man, from the beginning of the film, he's <laughs> I, the one. No, <laughs> he's, he's the one that wants all those the things. Like he's the one that wants to steal all this. <laughs> I know. Trust me. Um, and then I have
0: Sue Young is visibly upset with Lee, and he gives her a necklace again. <laughs> no, no idea. Subtitles.
1: <laughs> all I just know is she's upset. <gasps> that's what it is. No, okay. So that's what bothered me is this circles back around the necklace he gives it to Mm -hmm. her but then random waitress we don't know how she ended up with it she just has it though obviously we just have to make some assumptions how she ended up with it but it wasn't obvious enough to me that that was her necklace when Lee's character first saw it it wasn't until he like took it or he like it's like that's not yours.
0: Yeah, I didn't catch on that either, but again they weren't speaking English or it wasn't subtitled. Fair. Yeah. Like yeah, he grabbed it and was like, "What did he grab from her?" <laughs> yeah. And then when he gave it back to her, I was like, oh. "Oh, it's her necklace." Yeah.
1: But I wish there was a scene that showed that necklace being taken away from the girl and given to the waitress. Mm. Like we never see how this but you see how the necklace gets taken off her. Correct. But n- not the little girl. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. In the back of the vehicle. Oh, I missed that then. Oh. I must have been writing. Okay.
0: Yes, you must have.
1: Okay, because I was like, now the necklace is just on a random person. No. No. Okay, we'll we'll get there. Okay. So
0: now we meet Chris Tucker and, not Chris Tucker. Is it Chris? Carter. Carter. See,
1: (laughs) this is not going well. Chris Tucker is his real name. I know. (laughs) Carter is his last name in the film. I can't remember what his first name is. Um, But Agent Carter. So two months later
0: in Los Angeles, which again, thank you, DVD for letting us know. Screw you, Netflix. (laughs) Uh, He's dealing with a bad guy which we isn't revealed it's a bad guy until the two cops show up and he's basically upset that he's blowing his cover yeah and there's c4 in the back of the trunk and the guy drives away and but the guys
1: be prior to this because carter asked like why do you have this or what is it for and he's like oh i have a guy that's like asking Mm -hmm. for a large shipment which is important for later in the film
0: fair enough i guess It does come back up. Uh, He shoots the uh, back of the vehicle and the vehicle explodes
1: with the C4. Apparently, that's not how C4 explodes. Okay, thank you. Okay, I was watching this with someone and the entire time he was like, but that's not how C4 works. That's the whole point of C4. It's a very controlled form of explosion. It, It doesn't just react that way by gunshot. He was not impressed. I did read that, Okay, so
0: I wouldn't know that off the top of my head, but I I did read that, and I was just like, well, most people know what C4 is. It's a form of explosion, and it would be too cartoon-like if they said TNT.
1: Okay, fine, fair. Because, like, what other
0: substance would they have chosen in the back of the trunk that someone would have known immediately an explosion's going to happen?
1: Yeah, but if you do know... Those of you that did know would be frustrated with this scene because <laughs> I was sitting with someone that did know and they were very frustrated. Fair enough. Because it happens twice.
0: Yeah. No, well, no, just that. But the other explosion is different. I guess we know it's C4 because the C4 is being stolen. Yes. But you don't see, see it. it. It's yeah. assumed that's what it yes. is. Um, And he does his Michael Jackson dance which people really liked and he ended up on a michael jackson music video because of this and it gets brought up later on in the second Second one yeah Yeah. uh then we cut to soo young heading to school and her dad saying i will meet you at school which we all know you never say that in a movie because it's not going to be true.
1: Yeah, I was like, none of this is happening. You're not, ma- you're not making it to that school, or she's not making it to that school. Is all I thought. <laughs> One of you will not be there. Uh, so she's in the back of the car. She's singing Mariah Carey. Oh, I love this part. This I just was- started singing along. I was so happy. I was like, yeah, this sounds great. And then it, and then it isn't. And I was like, oh, that was wow. Okay, I was really happy until they I, take her.
0: I thought it was like really. A great scene of her having a lot of fun and not caring that there's, like, true grown men yeah. up front. And yeah. she's too young to know that's, like, embarrassed. Like, she has no embarrassment about no, it whatsoever. she's having a great time. So they get pulled over and the two drivers up front get shot. Yes. And so the man opens the back door where Sue Young is and he grabs her by the necklace and the necklace comes off
1: oh i didn't notice it falls
0: to the ground okay she kicks him she literally kicked him in real life oh. okay. <laughs> nice i mean how do you get an eight-year-old not to do a stunt Fair. <laughs> so that truly happened then he goes to grab her by the legs she picks up the necklace that's on the uh, floor of the car and throws it at his face. Oh, that was, what? Okay, I yeah. missed this one. And then she's running out of the vehicle. The motorcycle picks her up. Oh yeah, These this is were a great, great. stunt. Yes,
1: yes, I do agree. Like when they have her across like the lap of like the motorcycle and then they're like getting her through and just like handing her off. I was like the coordination on this kidnapping is wow. Yeah, it was It was just really,
0: really well yeah. done. and. This all happens in a span of 15 minutes. And I was like, this pace of this film is moving so freaking fast. And like, you're getting your information. You're seeing fun things. It's a bit of a thrill ride that's happening. And you're like, where is this journey going to take me next? And I think all of this set up, what happens at like the pinnacle moment at the end was very well done. And like, you then think, how is this stunt going to top the next one?
1: Yes. I did feel that a couple. I was like, oh, are we going to have a better fight scene than this? Or like what? How is this going to end? Like, what is the final fight scene going to look like? Hun is told that his daughter has been
0: taken. He wants one of his his guys on the case. He answers the phone in Cantonese. And guess what? We don't know, but we know. Yeah, who he's calling up. <laughs>
1: we definitely know who he wants. We,
0: we, we don't know what he's saying, but we know what's happening because we can assume because we've got good judgment. Okay,
1: here are my notes back to back. This is this is kind of an epic kidnapping situation, to be honest, which is a weird thing to write. But then I I go immediately into I don't really understand why they're in LA or how they got there. <laughs> but yeah, it's all explained it now. But he and then I said the the captain of the police department's not a very nice guy.
0: Yeah. So Carter works alone yeah, and he kind of, a lot of foreshadowing of the fact that he only works alone. He doesn't like partners. Um, The lady, I don't remember her character name, but her real name is Elizabeth. Uh, She is kind of a bit pissed off, but she knows about his ego and is just like trying to keep him in check when it needs to be kept in check. Um, And then he gets told by his boss, like he Carter thinks he's done a great job, yeah. And his boss is like, "You screwed up. Yeah. Why do you think he's just like
1: that?" I think the best line was like, "That part of town was already broken." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, oh my boy. god!" <laughs> yes, and they're like, and he's like, "Well, I've got a case for you." <laughs> But I also, like, went the phone call
0: of, like, I need to, you need to get me off of this case. And they're, like, all cracking up, just, like, laughing of him just getting his karma. Uh, I thought that was really done. So the FBI wants a rookie to waste the man's time, which is going to be Lee. I forgot his name because I really don't want to call him Jackie Chan. But want to waste Lee's time while the FBI works the case. Yes. And Carter gets elected. He gets assigned the G14 classified fake ass case, which is still really funny. Yeah, he improvised the scene when he walks in to the FBI and the guy with the um, mobile device, he improvised that. Uh, (laughs) He walks in. He's just like, oh, I need one of those when you have a moment that was not in the script. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, like, there's little things that happen yeah. that you don't realize that were improvised yeah. because it's it, so natural. Yeah, it flows really well. Because that's the character that he's playing as well. Uh, so, he's told that his assignment is basically to keep... Distract, yeah. Lee. Lee busy. And it's Lee's first trip. Just take him around town. So, that's what he does. Yeah. And that's what he thinks to do. Well, he shows up at the airport to pick him up. Yes. And doesn't really think that he speaks English, which (sighs) I love and I hate this. Like, and when I first saw it, politically correct me, it was like, oh, this is so offensive. What I think is so redeeming about this is the way that Lee plays into it of, you're going to be a dick, I'm going to be a dick. Yes, okay.
1: Yes, it's still... I didn't enjoy this, I'll be honest. I was like, this isn't how we talk to other people. This isn't how we treat other people, regardless of the the way that we communicate. So that really bothered me. But I guess the only thing that is redeeming is the fact that you brought up that one of their first interactions together was very similar where they had a difficult time communicating.
0: I the just, fact like, that like... They recognized each other
1: of not being
0: able to understand each other. And uh, of course, they blew it out of proportion. But I think what they're also playing on is the fact that Carter being a
1: LAPD officer has an ego. Also, he's just annoying and obnoxious. Sorry, (laughs) but he's just annoying and obnoxious (laughs) as his character. Uh, So then Carter is annoyed that he stuck with him. He
0: calls his boss and mm-hmm. how um, upset he is with, and they're all having a laugh at him, serves him right for everything. And he's kind of pissed off that he's like, fine, if no one's going to take me seriously, I'm going to solve the case, which does make him ultimately a good officer for the fact that he's recognizing if you're not going to treat me right. Yes. Yes. I'm going to do the job. The other thing is, it's not as though he's been given someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. He's he's
1: Lee just as invested, invested. because like, yeah.
0: he shows a picture of Sue Young and he's just like, oh, is that the girl? Yeah, because he doesn't know.
1: Yeah. He, he has is, no idea why Lee is actually here. All he thinks is he's supposed to show him around. He he doesn't know the half of it. Yeah. So he does show him around. And And he loses him. Chinatown. Yeah. And he loses him quite quickly.
0: Uh, The Star Tour bus that uh, Lee jumps onto and tries to escape.
1: Yeah. Okay. And then I said this chase scene in the cars is hilarious because then he ends up up top. He drops down onto a truck. He goes into like a family's like RV RV. down through the middle out the side. And then he slips through the window into a a taxi. Yeah. And it is so smooth. Yeah. Like I was like, Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Again, very well choreographed. And this is when he, Carter, chases him down and then they point guns at each other. And eventually the taxi driver points a gun at them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where he first speaks English. Yeah. And he was like, whoa, you speak English. <laughs> also, the music of like the during the chase scenes was just like so 90s. It's lovely.
0: Uh, speaking of the music, I'll, it's a good point to bring it up. They created a specific score for yeah, I, him, him that always got recalled.
1: Yeah, I could see that yeah. whenever he was doing his stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it worked really well. Yeah, no, it flowed really well with his the chase scenes and the fight scenes. Yeah. And because it was at the
0: beginning of the film, it happens again there. It happens at the end. there's another fight scene that happens, and it just keeps being recalled. It's recalled during different moments in the score, so it kind of changes it. But yeah. I think they did a phenomenal job with that.
1: Um, he takes him Lee to... Wa- Lee wants to go to the console. That Okay. But I have that he takes him to... Carter takes him... To a pool hall. Pool hall. That's what I have bartender written down. Yeah. There, that interaction made me incredibly com- uncomfortable. <laughs> Which one? When he speaks to the bartender. When Lee speaks to the bartender. Oh. (laughs) It's like,
0: we don't need this. Oh, yeah, because he gets picked on for saying the wrong thing. Correct. And then Lee ends up beating them up and they leave. Uh, So while Carter is in the back talking with the man, this was quite comical because he was trying to scare off Lee, but the entire time he knew who he was, I did actually really like that. Yes, that part, yeah. Um, Apparently, they were improv and just making up so much shit that when it came to cutting it down, they had eight hours of stuff that they kept filming, and like just it was so difficult for them to cut because they couldn't figure out what to keep in order to make it funny, but also to make sense. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> you That's can see it's like jumping through, which yeah. I kind of liked because you see you you see the passing of time.
1: You also get to see that in the bloopers, mm-hmm. the difference in lines that were said. In some of the bloopers. Yeah, apparently
0: they had a lot of of dialogue that they went through and they were just... But again, it's the passage of time that Lee was left out in the bar room fighting them. So it could have been like five minutes of him fighting and this entire time they're having this catch up. So when they're jumping back and forth and how quickly they're jumping through uh, subjects, because they both speak quickly, it doesn't necessarily matter if it makes sense or not. not. Yeah.
1: Anyways... Bartendering scene happens. A little bit of a fight there. Uh, they leave. They leave because and Jackie still wants to go to the consulate because he's, again, he, he's not there to see L.A. Yeah. And Carter handcuffs That's him to the, the steering vehicle. Hill. Yeah. He escapes with the steering wheel and fights with the steering wheel. It is so good. It's so good. That, again, they use so many props and it's not just, like, a prop they use once and it's gone. It it, it lasts throughout the scene. Yeah. So great. Uh, so an
0: intruder is reported. It's not technically an intruder. intruder. Yeah. It's um, Lee. He hops the fence. He's climbing the tree. And he gets into the
1: room. And he's fighting them with the wheel. The wheel. And I think this is also when he, with one hand, he single-handedly, like, disarms a gun. It mm-hmm. was so cool. Yeah. And then Han, all of a sudden, it's revealed that he's He's not an intruder and all is good.
0: Like, he's supposed to be here. It's a misunderstanding. (laughs) Carter shows up and... The ransom call? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think what's really funny is they tell him to keep him on the line. And it's as if, like, yeah, no problem. I can keep him talking.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'll just talk then. Like, all good. (laughs) He's like, I don't need to listen. I just need to talk. It's not keeping him on the line, listening to him talk. No, it's listening to Carter explain to the person who's like, no, listen to me, though. He's like, shut up and listen to me. I think it's funny because, like, the
0: kidnapper wants him to be, like, responsible for the failure. And he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not on an assignment. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, they found the cell signal because again, they kept them talking for so long. Yeah. Lee feels as though it's a trap.
1: Yeah, because he said, look at this area. There's so much money in this. Do you think that they would be hiding out here? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. It is, it is a trap. Yeah. But they and end up getting that device. The look like a screwdriver, but it was like some sort of detonator or cause they bring it to um the bomb girl mm-hmm. to try and figure out like. Look at this. Do you know what it is? And when they go and visit her, it's important that they visit her because she's doing a simulation of diffusing a bomb. Yes. There is a chase scene that happens before
0: that. They're running through the abandoned building. Yeah, it it, it wasn't, wasn't like anything super. crazy, no. However, this was Carter's first um, stunt that oh. they did because they fall through the building. Oh, yeah, I guess so. He's not necessarily involved with any of the other yeah. stunts. Okay. So this kind of shows that he's now working with Lee and getting a bit more involved. So now they're um, working at the or they go to the co-worker for help. She's mad that she she's just mad because Carter's Carter.
1: Yeah. And it's C4 that they're looking for yeah. that. It's basically. Yeah. So they have to go back and visit the. The guy from the beginning. Yeah. They visit
0: Clive. Claims he doesn't know anything about the girl, but he gives a name and a location.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: After Lee talks
1: to him, not after Carter talks to him.
0: (laughs) Carter just pisses him off. Uh, They are arguing over lyrics and they end up dancing on the street. So apparently this was a really big thing in the film. And I think it shows their
1: relationship. Yes. And I read that in the whatever, for the second one. It being a big thing. But yeah, I, I just wrote down epic dancing.
0: Yeah. And they're kind of like loosening up with each other and having a bit more fun. Like Lee is bringing out, not Lee, um, Carter's bringing out the playfulness side of Lee that doesn't really have, he doesn't necessarily show. They argue over lyrics. They
1: argue over lyrics. And then eventually they get into a conversation about not wanting a partner. And why. Yeah. And then they talk about their fathers. Yes. This is, and they have a conversation about why they're in that this line of work. Yeah. So you get to know a little bit more about the characters, which follows them into the next film.
0: Yes. Yeah. Sang calling about money. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? No. Who is Sang? No. Drop off behind restaurant. Oh, I think this is, oh, Sang is the blonde guy. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't catch. His name I didn't at all. catch his name either. Uh, apparently, until now. Uh, calls about the new drop off, and it's behind the restaurant. Carter doesn't have a partner because his dad. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna not. Yeah. So after they have this conversation, the only thing I have next is British dude bad guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, Carter goes into the restaurant alone, asking for a Tao, and he convinces the server. She needs to go get him. Oh, my goodness, Gr- great scene. Uh Jean is the English guy from the beginning. Great scene. It uh, says to leave and take the girl, and meanwhile, they poison the tea, mm-hmm. that is in being served to Lee down in the restaurant, and Lee recognizes the necklace, necklace on yeah. the server. Yeah, so he grabs it off her. Not yet.
1: No, it's not until later on after the yeah, fighting that's true. happens.
0: Carter is taken to go upstairs and they're starting to beat him up. Lee pretends to be a
1: server and goes upstairs. He throws the, an entire tray full of food at someone's face and then he uses the huge tray to fight. Yeah. While up there.
0: This scene was heavily choreographed and very well done. Yes.
1: Incredible. Yeah. This was just lovely to watch.
0: Yeah. Again, it was like, it was watching like, dancing. Yeah.
1: I don't like fighting. I don't like killing. But the, like, it's... you.
0: It's done in a tasteful, a tasteful way. tasteful way.
1: Like, no one is actually really getting... Like, you don't see anyone, like, in pain. Like, Ill, pain t- but, like, blood. Not, not much blood. I see there's more blood in the second one. But, like, they
0: just get knocked out Down. unconscious. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. And then they move on to the next guy.
0: Yeah. It's... I don't something about it is just done a bit more tastefully. Yeah. FBI show up. Han was going to do the drop off and they ruined it. And now the ransom is 70 million. It's no longer <laughs> 50. <laughs> yep. Lee also gets the necklace back during this part. Lee is being sent back home. Thomas shows up to support Han. Thomas is the bad man, the Englishman. We finally have a name. I'm I'm assuming we had the name way back when, but Probably, but didn't catch it. Uh, Carter calls his partner for help, which is the lady, Elizabeth. And doesn't
1: Lee, is this when Lee gets sent back? Yeah, Lee is being sent home. And then he... um, Carter Carter stalls the plane plane to get Lee. Again, he's just talking someone up, telling them some things, and they're believing him, and they go on their way trying to fix it.
0: Yeah, and it gets revealed that his dad was killed because his partner did nothing. And that's yeah. Carter's dad. Yes. Uh, they are now at the expo. And this is where the plan drop is. So this is where the deleted scene is for when
1: they're trying to get into the. OK.
0: Yeah. And Thomas is there by Han's side. Um, so showing support for Han uh, for the big um, opening, grand opening for go. the expo. So, yeah. I think it's funny because, like, there's a comment of,
1: don't break anything.
0: And you're like, oh, oh
1: yes. So what's going to get broken? Yes. And it's great. The fight scenes and Lee's character is so concerned about keeping this one huge vase <laughs> on, like, the the pedestal or whatever it is. Yeah. And he manages to do that and fight someone at the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so Carter recognizes Thomas, though, From as the, the bad guy. Because he saw him on the screen. He when saw he, Jean Tao. Yeah. Uh, Carter goes up on stage and scares the crowd to evacuate. Honestly, I didn't know how this was. I thought it was just going to be a very, like, subtle way of intervening and just doing some spy not, stuff. Not nope. Carter. No. Nope. Just goes up on stage and is like, hey, everybody, get on out. Yeah. It's revealed then to everyone that Thomas is the bad guy, mm-hmm. and it's revenge for losing
1: his pieces to Han. Yeah, and then so so petty. <laughs> yes, and then you see the little girls in this uh, vest. Yeah, Yun. Yeah, the explosion. Yeah,
0: and she can't take the vest off. No. So Carter drives the van into the expo to then get the bomb disarmed by the bomb lady i'm so sorry agent johnson or
1: um uh officer johnson okay
0: and there's the chase scenes that are happening so thomas is meeting a helicopter on the top of the roof yep so he's trying to get up there and they spot them yeah they're climbing onto the ceiling thomas ultimately falls
1: with the bomb vest? How did the vest? Oh, so the I can't remember this. So they now. they get Su Su Young into the back of that huge van mm-hmm. with a lady, and she disarms it for them, which was good foreshadowing from earlier when she was trying to disarm a bomb. Yeah. Um. So that you know she has that skill set, and then the 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 vest is off, and they're like, "Well, what do we have to do? We got to get rid of it. Like, what do we do?" And then so that's when they notice he's up there. So they end up. Jackie ends up putting it on, chasing after him. Oh, that's right. Okay. To try and get rid of it. I can't remember when it explodes, where it explodes. It explodes in the water of the fountain. No, he falls down into the fountain. When does it explode? It might not explode at all, to be honest. Maybe not. I just also hear that my notes, this is where I'm confused because it says it's raining money.
0: That's when he falls i believe okay. there's money all over because he, he takes a briefcase of money and that's where he's trying to escape with yes. our backpack. Okay. So, okay, something with
1: money and then so when he falls he says he falls and he falls in such a taste again very tasteful way of killing people in this he falls into a huge thing of water like a fountain instead of just going splat onto the floor and us having to see that in future scenes it's just him floating in water much prefer to look at that
0: yeah Again, and also probably continuity, much easier. Yes. They can put a mannequin in the water and leave it as is rather than having to figure out, okay, where is this placement? What does he look
1: like? Yeah. But also great banner catch by... uh...
0: I was stressed because I didn't know how this was going to end. Oh, okay. There's a second one and a third one. But no, but I mean like, how was he going to get saved? I think that's just what I didn't know. I... Had no idea how how. he was going to get
1: done down from being up there.
0: Yeah. And so I felt the intensity of, okay, what is Carter going to come up up with? with. Yeah. And he finds the banner and whatnot. And again, using the space. Very well. It's not like you see them, but it's so subtle in the background, the entire scene that you don't realize there is a point. There is a purpose to as to why these are there. Mm um so speaking of these final scenes when this film went to test audience the test audience actually felt as though it lacked a lot of fighting scenes at the end and so they re they brought jackie chan in and they did some more fighting scenes so the boss scene is an added
1: okay that's what i was gonna say
0: which was so well so good yes i agree and I think it added, like, it didn't, I think what I really liked about it was it added to the stress of Thomas is getting away. Yes. He's escaping. Like, he's he's not there. You're finding someone else. The bad guys. is, yeah. And you know that Lee has to be the one to go and get him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So, and it ends with uh, the two of them flying to Hong Kong. And Lee is going back home. And Carter is going on vacation. Two week vacation. He's so excited. I know. And because he apparently hasn't had vacation in a while. And I think what is like really great is he's ultimately got a friend. Yes. Because he doesn't seem as though he has a friend. No. So. No. And that's the end of the movie. And we get some amazing bloopers. Yeah. I think this is our first. One of our first films at the end has bloopers. I can't think. No play trains and automobiles might
1: have I don't think it did I don't remember No, it. I don't
0: think it did actually
1: Good um, point. all I can say though is lovely to see the bloopers because you got to see some of the behind the scenes of the stunts of like when it's not going well what they they do to try and fix it um, and also you can see all the different lines that Carter would give you're like oh that would have been funny to put in the film but I understand why you didn't put it <laughs> Yeah. And I also think it's
0: really incredible to think that this was done all on film. It's not
1: digital. Mm. Film costs a lot of money. Well, yeah. And you find that out in after the second one, when you see the bloopers there. Cool. So that's the end of
0: rush hour. They, I think what I liked about the ending too, is they, they ended it tidy. Yes. There was never a guarantee that a Rush Hour 2 was going no, to be released. No, you could have ended it there and have been perfect. Exactly. And then all of a sudden there's a Rush Hour 2 that's going to be released. And it's four years later, I believe. I thought it was two. No, 1998. And then I don't believe it's 2000. 2001. Yeah. 2001. Okay, so three years later. And then I know this goes back to a conversation that we had a few weeks ago. a few episodes ago about the fact that not many trilogies were being made this is actually one but they didn't get their third one till years and years later that is true quite a few like six years later i guess that's a good point because like now when films are being made or of that time they were told you were being you're you're basically on contract for three films right off the
1: bat yeah like twilight yeah like, hey, we have X amount of movies that we have to film and story to to shoot. So yeah, I get that
0: is a fair point, but overall, I think it's a very solid first film. Yeah, how how'd you rate it? I rated okay for story. I gave it a three out of five. I gave it a three out of five as well. I think it was solid. I definitely docked points for uh, lack of translation. I still will keep it the same. I think knowing now that there's translation. I still got the gist of it. Yes.
1: So something was still done right. Physical acting was good enough to be able to tell what was going on. Had half the movie been in Cantonese. <laughs> that would have been a big issue. i had been like, what am I watching?
0: <laughs> I think at that point I would have paused. and <laughs> be like, I need to go get the DVD or, or something is wrong do with Do some Netflix.
1: research, yeah. <laughs> Music. I gave it a three out of five.
0: I gave it a four. Oh, okay. I thought the... Scene of them dancing was actually very well done. Loved her singing Mariah Carey in the back. Exactly. I liked the recalling of the score that they specifically created for Jackie Chan. And I think they merged um, Chinese culture very well with Western culture. Okay. So overall, I think the soundtrack was very, very well selected and curated. Locations and scenes.
1: I gave it a three as well. I gave it a three as well. I think they did the best that they could, but I don't I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by thing. anything. Yeah. But the use of, like, the setting in the, like, the fight scenes was just lovely.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think there was any, like, amazing shots set up. I think what is more important about this is your angle of shots to not show... Like, your blocking is really important, yeah. but... Overall, yeah, I think they chose very good locations to tell specific stories, but nothing where I can think back and I'm just like, damn, that location, that shot was incredible. It told us a, like a fantastic story. I think everything about it was really great. Overall rating. Six out of 10. Fine, 6.7 out of 10. Okay. So on IMDb, it is 7.0 out of 10. So you're only one grade lower and I'm 0.3 lower. So I'd say we'd average pretty fair for what the general public also thinks. Yeah.
1: So Like, is this a, well, I guess this will be the next question. I was like, is this a movie I'd watch again? No. No. But
0: it is something that if someone hasn't seen it before, I actually would sit down and watch it with them. Oh, okay. I don't know if I would. I think in years, to like if they said next week, I'd be like, enjoy. I've <laughs> got <laughs> other things to watch. <laughs> but if someone in five years time tells me that they haven't seen Rush Hour, I understand it's critical success. I understand why it's a blockbuster yeah. and why now seeing it, it's influenced specific cultural pop sensations of the early millennium yeah so if they're not experiencing that especially our generation finding out that they haven't seen it i'd be like you, you should, should
1: go sit down and watch it yeah yeah
0: i don't know about rush hour two and three you'll have to stay tuned for the rest of the week to find out how we feel about that um because uh on wednesday we will be releasing the second film uh, episode i think for this sake we will keep our decision on whether or not we're going to keep this. DVD. Yeah. do You want to
1: keep them all three together. You want? not I mean, they, they're literally in the same box together. So, yeah, we'll leave that till the final.
0: Yeah. To decide whether or not we will keep this DVD series. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful couple of days. And definitely, again, if we haven't ruined this for you and you're still interested in this film, I definitely recommend go watch watching it. it. The fight scenes. Amazing. Yeah. See, that's the thing.
1: If you haven't seen this film... You can pull it up on YouTube if you want to see some of those clips of the fight scenes, I'm sure. It's on Netflix. That's... That's...
0: Yeah. So, anyways. Until then, take care, everyone. Have a wonderful couple of days. Bye.